Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. It's time for Speaking of Sports, your weekly look inside at the stats, scores, opinions, and facts from a kid's point of view. You can't miss one moment of the action going on in the next hour. Now, here's your host. Thank you, and welcome to the program, Speaking of Sports, on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jason Chesler, and today we will be doing our National League Season Preview. Uh, We're going to be breaking down the NL division by division, uh, along with some playoff picks, uh, record, my predictions for each team's record, uh, and some award predictions. Uh, It's going to be an interesting one. Um, The NL, they did win last year's World Series. The San Francisco Giants, certainly a dark horse last year. Uh, And we have learned that anything can happen in the NL, no matter how dominant the Philadelphia Phillies may look. Uh, we're going to start out with the with the Phillies division, the NL East. Um, the East consisting of five teams: the Philly, the aforementioned Phillies, the Atlanta Braves, the Florida Marlins, the New York Mets, the Washington Nationals. The East certainly uh, has not been the most interesting division in baseball these past few years. Uh, the Phillies have been able to kind of run away with it, although last year the Braves did give them a run for their money for much of the season. Uh, We'll see how things shape out this year. Uh, We've been working from bottom to top so far in these segments, Uh, so we're going to do that once again, starting with the Washington Nationals, who finished last year in last place in the division at 69-93. and Um, Now, the Nationals really got a lot of media attention last year because of their young ace starting pitcher, Steven Strasburg. Um, He was actually the first overall pick in the draft last year, and he made it to the major leagues in his first professional season. Strasburg has possibly the best stuff in baseball, um, certainly the filthiest stuff I've ever seen. Um, the problem is, is that he needs Tommy John surgery and will be out for the entire year, um, which is not only a disservice to the Nationals, um, but also to anyone who loves watching baseball, as Strasburg is among the most exciting starting pitchers to watch. So what we'll have to see from the Nationals is will they be able to replace Strasburg in the starting rotation? Uh, Strasburg was really their most consistent pitcher last year, um, and he didn't he did not make very many starts, and his innings fluctuated dramatically, um, which is really says more about their starting rotation than it does about Strasburg, who is often brilliant. Uh, so we'll have to see what the Nationals can do with their pitching. There will be a lot of question marks. But a more interesting topic this year is their hitting. Um, they have signed Jason Worth, the uh, former Philadelphia Philly now, uh, a bit of a five-tool player. He's got good power, good speed, and is pretty good defensively, mostly in the corner outfield. Uh, so we'll see what he can do for that team. He'll be filling a void that Adam Dunn left. Uh, They also certainly still have Ryan Zimmerman, who has been a big-time third baseman these past few years. He's kind of an often-ignored player, I guess because he plays for the Nationals, who have not been a big-time team these past uh, several seasons. But Zimmerman is certainly a big-time player. 
And of course, the number one overall pick in the draft, the hugest prospect possibly ever, that is Bryce Harper, the 17-year-old rookie now. He, most everyone believes that he's going to need at least a few years of seasoning in the minors. He will not be a Steven Strasburg. Um, we're not supposed to see him in the majors this season. Uh, but you never know. If he puts together a big minor league season, um, some people believe his bat is major league ready already. So if he learns how to play the outfield competently in the minors this season, uh, we might see him as a spring call-up, which would certainly be very exciting for all of baseball. Um, as he is expected to be one of the finer players in the entire league. So that's certainly something to get excited for, but don't get too worked up, because you got to remember, he is 17, and they are switching his position. Uh, moving up, fourth place last year was the New York Mets, a very disappointing 79-83 and 83 record for the Mets. We'll see if they can improve on that, but the team has not made any additions in free agency this offseason. Uh, this could be due to some... Uh, uh, jeopardy among ownership. They are selling a minority part of the team. Um, there was uh, The team took a bit of a hit in the Bernie Madoff scandal and are maybe looking to cut down on their fairly massive payroll. Uh, the payroll has not led to too much success as some of these players, um, Carlos Beltran, Carlos Delgado, most notably these past few years, have not really lived up to expectations. They do still have a lot of very good young talent, most notably the left side of their infield, David Wright and Jose Reyes, two of the better players in the league. Um, we'll see what they can do with that. Um, but the problem is, in addition to some of these guys not playing well, they've had very poor team chemistry. This has been a team that cannot get along. We've seen players throw some fits on the field. Uh, there's been a lot of drama and tension in their clubhouse. We'll see if they can find a manager who can unite this team, because there certainly is still enough talent there, even in Wright, Reyes, and Beltran alone. Three big-time players right there. Moving up to the Florida Marlins, who finished last year at 80-82, and 82, third place in the division. Now, the Marlins have been known as a team they, who drafts well, gets a lot of young prospects, and then just trades them all away, um, almost rebuilding with more young prospects. But the team seems to be in it for the long, hole, long haul right now. They have re-signed Hanley Ramirez, the centerpiece of their young prospects at the moment, to a long-term deal. He is a great prospect um, and a great player already in baseball. A shortstop with great power and speed, uh, he is an exceptional player. Other question mark is their other top player, uh, that is Josh Johnson, the starting pitcher. Will they look to re-sign him, or could he wind up uh, donning the pinstripes of the Yankees, or who knows, could the Phillies even acquire him, as they seem to be willing to stack pitching. Uh, you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jason Chesler, and our topic today on Speaking of Sports is our National League Season Preview. Uh, we're currently talking about the Florida Marlins. Um, I'd just like to reiterate that Josh Johnson is going to be a huge part of someone's season this year. If the Marlins are going to be good, it's going to be with a lot of help of the Cy Young candidate pitcher. And if the Marlins are struggling, then he may be traded for prospects and could have a huge impact somewhere else in, the, uh, in either league. Uh, moving up, last year, the only team who really gave the Phillies uh, some contention in the division were the Atlanta Braves. But things are changing in the in the Atlanta. They're going to be looking at a new manager. Bobby Cox, their longtime manager, is, is retiring. And they're also looking to replace the face of their franchise. Chipper Jones is not getting any younger. Chipper, there have been talks about him retiring. We'll have to see how that one works out. They will see uh, Jason Hayward return to the team, last year's Rookie of the Year candidate, uh, the Jay Hay Kid, as they like to call him, with another year under his belt. 
certainly among the more talented players in all of baseball. We'll see what he can do in his second full season. Uh, last year, they were able to be the top home team in baseball. They struggled on the road. Uh, we'll see if they can keep that up. That's something that should help their uh, young team as players like Jason Hayward uh, are asked to take the blunt of the load offensively. Um, so we'll see if they can continue to channel their crowd towards a good home record. Uh, they certainly still have a lot of talent on that team. Uh, keep your eye on Jason Hayward to jump from a Rookie of the Year candidate to maybe an MVP candidate. And now to the top of the division, last year's uh, division winners, the Philadelphia Phillies, who have made one of the more shocking offseason moves in signing Cliff Lee, uh, who pitched for them during their uh, World Series run. Cliff Lee is going to add a huge amount of depth to their starting rotation. People have started talking about the Phillies rotation as possibly the best ever. They've got at the top of their rotation Roy Holiday, last year's NL Cy Young winner, Cliff Lee, a Cy Young candidate from last year, and Roy Oswald, a longtime great pitcher mostly with the Astros. Um, these three big-time pitchers will have a huge impact, especially come playoffs when no team is going to want to see the Phillies in a short series. They are known for their hitting, which is what makes them so scary, is that their hitters have been their focal point these past few seasons. Um, but the problem was, was that last year, their hitters actually struggled quite a bit at times, and their pitching was asked to carry them. Now, either their pitching or their hitting can carry them, certainly this year, um, but it'd be good to see these hitters not have some of these long slumps that Ryan Howard and Jimmy Rollins and the somewhat injury-prone Chase Utley suffered through last year. They're also dropping Jason Worth, who was a big-time hitter in their lineup last year, um, but still expect an overall improvement. Their starting rotation is too good with the aforementioned big three and, of course, um, fan favorite Cole Hamels. Uh, so now let's go through our predictions here. I'm going to leave Washington at the bottom of this division. Um, they will probably get a couple games worse with the loss of Steven Strasburg. Um, Worth will add something to their lineup, but he is sort of just replacing Adam Dunn, and I wouldn't expect to see Bryce Harper have an impact this year. Uh, I'll put the Nationals at 64-98 and 98 on the season. Uh, in fourth, I will have the New York Mets remaining in that position. I don't see quite how they're going to manage to improve themselves when they haven't added anything and they're still left with a lot of this aging talent and big contracts. The team's going to have to take a bit of an overhaul, and I think they might have to rebuild. Um, the problem is, is that David Wright is slowly entering his prime and at some point will need to get somewhere where he can win. Uh, so I'm certainly not saying that the Mets will trade David Wright this season, but if they continue on this downward slide, you might expect to see David Wright in a different uniform. Keep your eye on him when you're watching the Mets. I've got them at 75 and 87 next year. Coming in third, I'm going to put the Atlanta Braves, who came in second last year. Um, with so much change going on there, I don't think Jason Hayward is really yet ready to be a superstar in Major League Baseball. He's certainly a very good player, as talented as anyone, but they are asking a lot of him going into the season. I've got them in at even 500, 81-81. Keep an eye on their starting rotation. Also a lot of youth in there, especially Tommy Hansen, who may be asked to frontline their rotation this year, with an aging Derek Lowe not getting any younger. Uh, so Tommy Hansen could have a major impact. If him and Hayward have big years, the Braves could be contenders, but I'm not so sure. 81 and 81, third place for the Braves. Coming in second, that leaves the Florida Marlins. They are a very young team uh, with a lot of talent and a lot of potential. I do not think, I think they are going to sign Josh Johnson. I don't think he's going to wind up in a different uniform. Um, I've got them at 88 and 74. They've got pretty much as much talent as anyone. Their talent just needs to grow and develop. Expect the Marlins to be contenders for years to come. 
And then, of course, in first place, regarding the new big three is not just in Miami. It's in Philadelphia. The Philadelphia Phillies, um, with that pitching rotation, Oswalt, Hamels, Holiday, Lee, um, and most likely Joe Blanton taking that fifth spot. And the hitting that they have with uh, former MVPs, candidates, and MVPs, such as Chase Utley and Jimmy Rollins, I think they're going to be too much for the rest of the NL East to handle. I've got them at 102 wins, 60 losses. Um, that will likely be the high watermark in all of baseball. Phillies are certainly a dangerous team, and you're going to have to look out for them, not just in the NL East, but in all of the National League. Um, it's going to be tough to see who can compete with their pitching, especially in a short series in the playoffs. Um, but there are other teams in the NL and in baseball with the rotations to compete. I just don't feel like those teams lie in the National League East. Um, but I expect the Marlins to push the Phillies more than most people are giving them credit for. Uh, now let's take a break. I'm Jason Chesler, and you're listening to Speaking of Sports. Keep it right here on Voice America Kids. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support you. Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m. whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life. We'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. Want to laugh yourself silly over the crazy happenings of the celeb world and beyond? Tune in to Behind the Mask on Voice America Kids. Your hosts will uncover the celebrities you know and love, along with some that you might not know in this country, but they are admired across the world. But it's not just the famous that need to look out. We'll look inside the music biz, stage, and of course, the big screen. Listen to Behind the Mask every Thursday at 8 p.m. on Broadway and 5 p.m. Hollywood side on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You're tuned in to Speaking of Sports on Voice America Kids. Now, back into the action. Welcome back to Speaking of Sports on Voice America Kids Network. 
I'm Jason Chesler, and today we're going through our National League pr uh, prediction show. Uh, we're breaking down the NL, the division by division, and I'm also throwing in some playoff picks, uh, team record predictions, and some award picks uh, at the end of the show. Uh, we've already done the National League East, where I picked the Philadelphia Phillies to, no surprise, repeat as division champions. Uh, so now we're moving on to the NL Central. Um, last year, the Central was won by the Cincinnati Reds, followed by the St. Louis Cardinals, then the Milwaukee Brewers. The Houston Astros took fourth place, and Chicago Cubs and Pittsburgh Pirates finished in fifth and sixth, respectively. Um, so as we've been doing on this show, we're going to start from the bottom of the division and work our way back up to the top. Uh, so let's start things off in Pittsburgh. Last year, the Pirates were a very poor 57-105. and 105. That's a 352 winning percentage. Um, the Pirates have been a team on, have been one of the league's bottom feeders for many years at this point, and it's uh, sad to see such a storied franchise struggle as much as the Pirates have. The Pirates actually played pretty good baseball at home. They went 40-41. and 41. The problem was on the road, where they only won 17 games um, to compare with 64 losses. Um, so the Pirates are certainly a team with some young talent. The problem is, is that they've been known for trading it away. Um, eventually, they're going to have to take the prospects they get from these trades and rebuild around them. And it's tough to say if they found that prospect to build around in Andrew McCutcheon. Andrew McCutcheon is a pretty good five-tool outfielder, um, most known for his speed, but he is also a talented hitter with developing power. Um, but the question is, will he stay with the Pirates? Will they build their team around him? Or will he go the ways of the Jason Bay and Nate McClouse more recently as talented outfielders for the Pirates to get traded to the uh, Red Sox and Braves, respectively? Um, so McCutcheon will certainly help someone out. It's The only question is, will he be traded and when, if he will be? But McCutcheon is the kind of player the Pirates could build their team around. He can compare favorably to someone like a Jason Hayward or even a Grady Sizemore. Um, another notable storyline in Pittsburgh is one that doesn't see too much play, but is Ross Ollendorf, a starting pitcher now with the Pirates. He came up as a reliever. Definitely one of the more interesting stories in baseball. He's a Princeton graduate and was actually towards the top of his class over in Princeton. Um, he has really hit some hard times in Pittsburgh, however, mostly due to things out of his control. Um, last year, he was able to pitch to a fairly decent 4.07 ERA, though you'd like to see one certainly a bit lower, especially in the National League. Um, but he came out of that with a 1-11 and record. Um, so we'll see if they can get some run support for Ollendorf and their other pitchers. They don't really have any top-flight starters or really any Major League-ready top-flight prospects in the rotation. Um, so that could be something they could look to make a move for if they decide to trade Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, moving up, coming in fifth place in the division last year was the Chicago Cubs. The storied franchise finished at 75-87 and 87 last year in Lou Pinella's final year as manager. He had an uh, emotional retirement at the end of the season. Uh, the Cubs, as always, are filled with storylines. They have a very interesting roster to go along with their place as uh, one of the more notable franchises in baseball. Um, their starting rotation has more question marks than uh, you can think of because they have some guys who have put together big seasons for them, but never simultaneously. Uh, you have Big Z, Carlos Zambrano, who is, has had some talks of retirement despite his relatively young age. He seems to be past his prime, but he is one of the filthiest pitchers in baseball when he's got his stuff going. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if he can pick it up next season. 
their best pitcher last year was actually Carlos Silva. Uh, he was not really recognized, but he has been a fairly talented pitcher in the league for a while. He's had some problems everywhere he's gone, but he had a big year for them last year, and we'll see if Carlos Silva can also step up his game. And lastly, a fan favorite over in Chicago is starting pitcher Ryan Dempster. He was their closer for a few years and stepped up into starting rotation a couple years back. He had an all-star appearance, uh, and the fans grew to love him because he fits in very well with that Cubs personality. Last year, he struggled after receiving a big contract. We'll see if he can step it up. The same goes in their bullpen. A lot of very interesting characters and um, personalities. You have Kerry Wood, the former Chicago Cubs near legend. Um, he was incredibly dominant there for a few years. Has a is tied for the record for most strikeouts in a single game. Injuries have plagued his career, and he is now back to be a relief pitcher with the Cubs. He had a pretty good year as a reliever with the Yankees last season. They also have Jeff Samarja, the former Notre Dame wide receiver, who could have been a first-round NFL pick, but decided to pursue baseball instead. He's looked good in limited time out of the bullpen. Uh, we'll see what he can do this year. And lastly, the Cubs have a very interesting closer situation with Carlos Marmo. Um, he has been really good at times. He has very good stuff. Uh, but he has also shown some issues with the mental aspect of the game. We'll see if he can stick it, uh, if he can stick around in that ninth inning slot. Uh, lastly, the Cubs also have one of the more interesting young players in the league, Starlin Castro, who actually set a RBI record in his debut with the Cubs last year. Um, one of very few players in the majors born in the 1990s. Um, he's going to be a superstar for years to come. Expect big things out of the young shortstop. Moving up in the division, you have the Houston Astros. The Astros are almost most interesting because of what they don't have. They've lost Roy Oswald. There's no more Lance Berkman there. The Astros are almost not, you can hardly even recognize the Astros team. Um, but they do still have Carlos Lee and Hunter Pence, uh, two big-time outfielders. We'll see if they can rebuild. Uh, you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jason Chesler, and our topic today on Speaking of Sports is our National League Season Preview. We're currently covering the NL Central. We've covered the bottom half with the Astros, Cubs, and Pirates, and now we're moving on to the top half. It's expected that the NL Central will be a three-team race this year. It came down to the Reds and the Cardinals last year, but the Milwaukee Brewers have also retooled coming into this season. And we're going to start out right now with these Brewers, who finished in third place in the division last year at 77 and 85. The Brewers have acquired Zach Greinke, filling their biggest void, which was starting pitching. They still may not have the deepest rotation, but they at least have a solid ace who can go up against anyone. Um, assuming that Grinky is able to perform up to his Cy Young caliber stuff. Uh, they also were able to re-sign Prince Fielder, which was an issue, which was a much-talked-about issue. There was a lot of talk that they might trade the uh, aspiring superstar hitter, um, but they have hung on to him. He is one of the better power hitters in the NL and could certainly have a huge impact for them. They also have a lot of impact players in their outfield. Two-thirds of their outfield consists of Corey Hart and Ryan Braun, two potential all-stars and two very talented players. Uh, Hart is a bit of a five-tool player, while Braun is a bit more of a conventional hitter. Uh, Braun with a lot of power and also a great average hitter who plays the field very well. And Corey Hart at center field, a very fun player to watch. He has good speed and can hit it out of the park uh, with the best of them. Um, lastly is that um, they are really trying to refocus their team philosophy into not just being a hitting team. By signing Grinky and by overall putting a bigger emphasis under both their starting pitching and their bullpen. Moving up to who finished second in the division last year, that was the St. Louis Cardinals at 86 and 76. Um, the Cardinals' season may have be uh, 
may be seen under a shadow, as Albert Pujols' impending free agency may overwhelm any other stories about the team. Pujols said he does not want to negotiate his contract during the season, so if the team is unable to sign him before spring training, he will test free agency. And when you are the best hitter in baseball, and possibly the best hitter ever, free agency is going to be a tough market to compete with for the Cardinals. Um, They did get Jake Westbrook strengthening their starting rotation, and with uh, Yadier Molina, the aforementioned Albert Pujols, and outfielder Matt Holliday, they have some big-time hitting to compete with the Brewers, and the division-winning Cincinnati Reds, last year's division winner, at 91-71. and um, The Reds have a great young core group of players. They have pitcher Johnny Cueto um, and position players Joey Votto at first base, Jay Bruce in the outfield, and Brandon Phillips at second base, um, all of whom are very talented players. Um, Phillips, definitely a power and speed guy, a rare combination, especially at second base. Votto, a MVP candidate, certainly a big-hitting, pretty good fielding first baseman, and Bruce, possibly the most talented of all of them. He is a right fielder who has shown bursts of incredible power through his first couple of seasons in baseball. They also have one of the more interesting prospects in all of baseball. Uh, in addition to Steven Strasburg, last year we were introduced to Araldis Chapman, uh, the Cuban defector who signed with the Reds, a lefty who throws 102 um, and with starting pitching stamina. Uh, he could be a huge impact player if he sees the majors next season. Uh, we'll have to see. He's pretty raw and needs some seasoning. But Chapman certainly with as good stuff as anyone. A uh, 102-mile-an-hour left-handed fastball is tough to hit no matter what he has to pair it with. And he also has a big-time curveball. Uh, so now let's get to our division prediction. I'm going to leave the Pirates in the basement. The Pirates simply have not made many changes, and they have a lot of ground to pick up on the teams ahead of them. Uh, I'm going to have the Pirates at 60 wins, 102 losses. Keep your eye on Andrew McCutcheon, no matter what uniform he may be wearing. Um, I expect to see him stay with the uh, Pirates, at least for this season, uh, but you never know. Uh, in fifth place, I'm going to put the Houston Astros. The Astros simply have lost all, most of their recognizable players. Um, the Astros, they do, simply don't quite have the power pieces. They've got decent supporting cast, but they lack the star power to really compete in this league. Uh, especially in a very competitive NL Central. Uh, they do still have Carlos Lee and Hunter Pence, and that's who you should keep your eye on. Hunter Pence has been an all-star in years past. Uh, we'll see if he can keep it in that form. Um, if so, he may be a guy who could be used as trade bait, but you never know. Moving up, I have the Cincinnati Reds, last year's division winners, coming in third place this year. I'm going to put them at 88-74. and 74. Uh, Votto, Bruce, and Phillips, if they can all produce, then they have as good of a shot as anyone at this division title. It's going to be even more competitive than it was last year. They're not going to just have to compete with the Cardinals, but also with the Brewers. Um, I don't think they can quite pull it out in back-to-back years, um, but certainly they have as much talent as you need to win any division. Uh, in second place, I'm going to have last year's second place team. That's the St. Louis Cardinals, especially if they can re-sign Albert Pujols, but I don't think it will serve as too much of a distraction for the proud franchise. Pujols, it's believed that he would waive any trade offers if they look to trade him instead of letting him go as a free agent. Um, so expect to see Pujols finish the year in, in the uh, St. Louis Cardinals uniform, but that's certainly going to be one of the big stories this offseason if they aren't able to re-sign him. Uh, and then winning the division, one of the more interesting teams in baseball, I have the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, with their new de- with their new dedication to pitching, Zach Greinke, and continued development of Corey Hart, Ryan Braun, and Prince Fielder, they're going to be tough to beat coming out of the NL Central. 
I've got them at 91 and 71, a mere one game ahead of the Cardinals. Now let's take a break. I'm Jason Chesler. Keep it right here. You're listening to Speaking of Sports on Voice America Kids. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you believe in the supernatural? Well, some do and some don't, which is why Beyond the Third Dimension looks at both sides. You have one host who believes in ghosts, while the other can't think of anything more ridiculous. Put them together and you get some great discussion and some real discoveries and exploration of the paranormal, and then some. Tune in to Beyond the Third Dimension, airing Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. And try not to be afraid of things that go bump in the night. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids face very tough and very real issues every single day. It can be bad. It can be ugly. Now there's something good that can help. Tune in to The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll discuss the issues and provide solutions and connections to solutions that you will be able to use. Our show goes right to the heart of today's kids and beyond. Your parents will probably want to listen in, too. The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly airs Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern, on Voice America Kids. You just love your pets. But sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune into Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're tuned in to Speaking of Sports on Voice America Kids. Now, back into the action. Welcome back to the program, Speaking of Sports on Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jason Jessler, and our topic today is our National League preview. Uh, We've been breaking down each division. We've already covered the East and Central. Uh, We also have playoff predictions and award predictions still to come. Uh, So now we're moving on to the NL West. The West won by the... uh, World Series winning San Francisco Giants last year. Uh, A very competitive division last year and certainly still going to be competitive uh, next year. Uh, Going from top to bottom in this division, it was the uh, Giants in first place, followed by the Padres uh, two games back. The Colorado Rockies came in third, uh, faltering a bit down the stretch. Then the Los Angeles Dodgers, a bit disappointed in their 80 and 82 finish, and the Arizona Diamondbacks came in last at 65 and 97. So as we've done with our previous divisions, we're going to work our way up from the bottom here with the NL West. Uh, so we're going to start out with the Diamondbacks. 
Uh, the Diamondbacks are a team kind of full of question marks. Uh, they've gone from being, uh, they've kind of changed their the face of their franchise a few times in these past few years, and they may be doing it again. Uh, Justin Upton, one of the top young prospects in baseball, but the Diamondbacks are not sure if they can or if they want to uh, pay to keep him. As Upton certainly still young, but at some point will be signing a big time contract. Uh, he's a five tool player, great speed, great power. Um, you may actually be more familiar with his brother B.J. Upton, uh, who played a big role on the Tampa Bay Rays World Series uh, run. But Justin Upton is a very talented player, and there's always the question of him staying or going. They also have a lot of questions in their pitching rotation, um, including what's going to happen with Dan Heron. Dan Heron is most likely going to be gone, and there's a lot of question marks as to who is going to replace him in that rotation. Uh, moving up to the L.A. Dodgers, the Dodgers do have a pretty stacked lineup despite losing Manny Ramirez, who was not really helping them much last year anyways. Um, he did wind up with the White Sox at the end of last year. He is now signed with Tampa Bay. Uh, they do still have a big-time outfield with Andre Ethier and Matt Kemp. Two great players. Ethier, a big-time run, run producer, lots of RBIs, good power, and a very clutch player. He comes through in the uh, big situations. And Matt Kemp, a pretty much a complete five-tool player. He's shown some inconsistencies, which has been his biggest problem. But when he's had his strongest, he does have the potential for a 30-30 or even a 40-40 year. Big power, big speed, and pretty good defensive play from Kemp. Uh, they also have some questions in their pitching rotation. They have a lot of talent, but would that talent actually produce? Uh, Clayton Kershaw seems to be the best of their pitchers. Uh, we'll have to see what he's able to do with a pretty heavy load to shoulder in L.A. Uh, especially that's a team with high expectations from their fans, a pretty storied franchise, um, and manager questions on top of that. Uh, Joe Torre is believed to be at the end of his rope, and we'll see who steps in to coach the Dodgers in the future. Um, Matt Don Mattingly, the former bench coach for the team, is uh, stepping into the role as manager. Uh, he has no managerial experience, but has been a big-time bench coach for for both the Dodgers and before that for the Yankees. Um, the former Yankee great obviously expected to be a good manager simply due to his demeanor and his connections with his players. Um, but we'll see if he can make the managerial decisions and uh, keep the chemistry up in the locker room, as this is a team that could unravel quickly if things don't go their way. Coming in third last year was the Colorado Rockies at 83-79. and 79. Uh, They really faltered down the stretch. They ended the season on an eight-game losing streak, a tough one to swallow when they were so close to being uh, in the playoffs. Uh, they've got a lot of star power on this team, a lot of big-time young players. Troy Tulowitzki is probably the most well-known, uh, Tulo as they like to call him. Uh, a shortstop, but not really a conventional shortstop, good power. Um, he really turned on his power at the end of the season last year to jump into the MVP race, and really an all-around great player. He is the leader of their team, unquestionably. Uh, last year, they had another breakout star, though, and that is Cargo, Carlos Gonzalez, uh, an outfielder who is a pretty solid five-tool player. Um, he led the NL in batting average um, and competed for the Triple Crown in home runs and RBIs, came up short in both categories, um, but is an all-around great player and does have pretty good speed out in the outfield as well. And of course, they have Obado Jimenez, who had one of the greatest first halves for any starting pitcher in baseball history last year. Um, kind of faded at the end. I wouldn't expect him to jump out to any 15-win first halves this season, but expect a solid year from Ubaldo. 
The problem with the Rockies is filling in these gaps because they have these superstars, but the question is, in the other positions, will they be able to have enough that Tulo and Cargo and all these guys with the big-time nicknames and the big-time payrolls, uh, that they don't have to carry the team? Uh, it's going to be the guys like Eric Young and the other members of the starting rotation uh, who can carry, who are going to have to shoulder a bigger load for the Rockies if they want to find the playoffs yet again. Coming in second last year was a bit of a surprising team, the San Diego Padres. They finished with a very solid 90-72 and 72 record, uh, just two games back of the division-winning and World Series-winning San Francisco Giants. The problem the Padres are in is that they lost pretty much their entire offense, Adrian Gonzalez. Uh, they really had very poor run production last year. They were carried by a very good pitching staff, which should return, which should mostly return. But no Adrian Gonzalez is really going to hurt them, especially in the pitcher-friendly Petco Park. Uh, you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jason Chesler, and today we're talking about the, our National League season preview here on Speaking of Sports. Uh, we're currently in the NL West. We've already covered the Central and East. Um, where I picked the Philadelphia Phillies to repeat in the East and the Milwaukee Brewers to win the Central. Uh, we're currently talking about the San Diego Padres, uh, who ha- are looking at bringing back much of their uh, great pitching staff from last year, but are losing their far-and-away top hitter, Adrian Gonzalez. Uh, they're going to need to find production somewhere else in the lineup, as they will not be able to win many ball games if their offense is as anemic as it was last year, especially with the loss of Adrian Gonzalez. Uh, they do have some question marks there as Heath Bell, their brilliant closer, led the league in save last year. If uh, things start to go downhill for the Padres, it's well believed that Bell could go somewhere to either a team needing a closer or to fill in an eighth inning role somewhere in baseball. Um, there were talks of him going various places last year. Uh, none of them came to fruition as he had a massive season with the uh, Padres. We'll see where he winds up. Um, most notable in their pitching rotation is their young ace, Matt Latos. Uh, Latos is a big-time pitcher with big-time stuff. Uh, we'll see if he's able to put together another big season, improve upon his rookie year. He could be even a dark horse uh, Cy Young candidate. His stuff is absolutely filthy. Um, a guy you might expect to step up in that lineup could be uh, Ryan Ludwig, who they acquired midway through the season last year from the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Ludwig, a former All-Star with the Cardinals, didn't have a great year last year. Um, known for his unorthodox batting stance, he could have a big bounce-back year. Uh, Ludwig has shown some flashes of great power, uh, mostly during his All-Star year with the Cardinals. Um, but we'll have to see if he's able to uh, if he's able to recapture that magic, especially now that he's not hitting behind Albert Pujols in St. Louis. Uh, winning the division last year, the record of 92 and 70 was your World Series champion, San Francisco Giants. Uh, everybody knows about the Giants' huge pitching staff. They have big-time pitching in a huge way. I believe that their pitching rotation and even their top three for a playoff series is better than what the Philadelphia Phillies have. Um, they've got Tim Lincecum at the top, certainly a Cy Young candidate. Um, same goes for their second pitcher, Matt Kane, who has uh, kind of floated under the radar so far in his career. He is a great pitching prospect and a great pitcher. Um, their third and fourth spots are, are occupied by Jonathan Sanchez and um, Madison Bumgardner, two very different pitchers. Uh, Bumgardner, a side, ar- a submarine-style pitcher, a bit of a side armor. He definitely he had a big rookie year last year, kind of came out of nowhere for them. His stuff isn't that good, but with his deceptive delivery and uh, uh, really accurate pitches, he can have a very big impact on that team. 
Sanchez is a bit more prototypical. He is absolutely filthy stuff, but has had both some control and mental issues. Uh, we'll see who comes through in the third slot, but both pitchers could be very good next year. Um, and of course, filling out the rotation is Barry Zito, who could wind up wearing a different uniform by the end of this year. Uh, Zito received a very big contract following his uh, brilliant time in Oakland from the San Francisco Giants a few years back um, and has not really done much for them. We'll see if he keeps filling out their fifth uh, spot in their rotation. Uh, the Giants will also benefit from a full year of Rookie of the Year award-winning catcher Buster Posey. Posey really saved their season last year. After he came up to the majors, the team turned their year around and made it to the playoffs, eventually winning the World Series. Posey is a great hitting catcher known as the natural due to his uh, easy grasp of the game, uh, and we'll see what he can do in a full season. Um, the problem is there are other hitters. Posey was so much of their offense last year, coming up so big for them in the playoffs, um, but the, the reason that they were able to go on that World Series run was that other hitters surfaced. You saw really big years from seemingly random hitters like Edgar Renteria. Uh, Renteria is gone, as are some other players. We'll see if the uh, if who will be this year's Cody Ross for the Giants if they're able to make it into the playoffs. So now we're going to go with my division record predictions. I'm going to leave the Diamondbacks at the bottom of this division. I don't think they have enough talent to compete. They might be rebuilding for years to come, uh, but they need to get some prospects up and running uh, if they really want to compete. The Diamondbacks, I'm going to put it 60 and 102. Uh, not a great year for the D-backs. They're going to have to rebuild somehow. Their farm system is not doing too well, uh, and they have a lot of problems to deal with in the near future. Coming in fourth place, I'm going to put the San Diego Padres. To me, the loss of Adrian Gonzalez is just too much for a team who has struggled that much offensively. They're going to need to find some offense somewhere, and I don't think they're going to be able to. They're going to have big-time pitching, but maybe expect Heath Bell to be traded as they try to rebuild this team around Matt Latos' golden arm third place I'm going to put the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, I'm going to give them an 82 and 80 record so a two game improvement over last year I expect Kemp to bounce back from a bit of a disappointing year last year Ethier will continue to improve but there's simply too many questions of pitching in what's become a pretty tough NL West uh, second place I'm going to put the Colorado Rockies at 91 and 71 uh, they have great star power expect big years from Tulowitzki especially uh, and we'll see what their surrounding players can do. And in first place, of course, the reigning World Series champions, that's the San Francisco Giants. I do believe they'll have enough hitting from somewhere. Someone's going to step up. And Aubrey Huff has also gone way under the radar. He is undervalued by a lot of baseball fans as a hitter. Expect him and Posey, along with their brilliant pitching staff, to lead them to a 98-64 and record. Uh, now, let's take a break. I'm Jason Chesler. Keep it right here. You're listening to Speaking of Sports on the Voice America Kids Network. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. What is Take Two? Take two crazy hosts, put them in front of two microphones, and use your two ears to enjoy the fun. Times two. Take Two. We'll go back, way back to the favorite TV shows of our childhood. Your parents' childhood. Um, no. Uh, try again, Chris. Take two. We'll take you back to the favorite TV shows of our generation, past and present, and apply them to what's going on in our own lives. Trust us, it'll be a blast. Tune in to Take Two every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. There is so much going on in the tech field. The Technology Show is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to The Technology Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. What are some of the issues that kids face every day? You'll find out when you tune in to the appropriately named Today's Kids. Your hosts are here to open the doors to a forum of all kinds of issues. Nothing is off the table here, and because it's on the Voice America Kids channel, you know you're getting a kid's perspective. Tune in every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Today's Kids. Your hosts will lead this forum of engaging conversation on Voice America Kids. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're tuned in to Speaking of Sports on Voice America Kids. Now, back into the action. Welcome back to the program, Speaking of Sports on Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jason Chesler, and today we've been covering our National League preview. Uh, we've covered all three divisions, the East, Central, and West, uh, and now we're going to wrap things up a bit um, with some all-star predictions, uh, some award predictions, and some playoff predictions, uh, in addition to wrapping up some of the bigger storylines that are going to be going on next season in the NL. In the East, uh, no surprises there, I picked the Phillies to win the division at 102-60, and 60, a big year with their big three pitching. Um, I've got the Brewers in the Central, Milwaukee at 91-71, and 71, barely edging out the Cardinals and Reds. Uh, and in the West, I've got the Giants taking it once again, the World Series champions at 98-64, and 64, uh, with the Rockies taking the wild card at 91 wins out in the West. Uh, but before we get to playoff predictions, uh, let's do some all-star predictions. Uh, these aren't really so much all-star predictions as the all-star game is, of course, picked by popularity. Uh, this is almost more of an all-pro team as to who I feel will have the best season at each, at each position in the NL. 
Um, at catcher, I'm going to take Buster Posey, the young rookie of the year, reigning rookie of the year, out in San Francisco. I expect a big year from him in addition to the big leadership he gives to that Giants pitching staff. At first base, no surprises, it's Albert Pujols, uh, probably the best player in baseball. He is a big-time hitter. Um, and especially with the free agency coming up for him, he may want even have a bigger year than usual. A uh, second base, I'm picking a bit of a sleeper pick. I'm going with Brandon Phillips from Cincinnati. Great power, great speed, and has actually taken on a bit of a leadership role with that team. Uh, I'm taking him over Chase Utley in Philly. Third base, I've got David Wright of the Mets, certainly a fan favorite. Uh, he's demonstrated a lot of speed in recent years, stealing quite a few bases, as his power kind of dwindles. I expect his power numbers to pick up. Hopefully his speed numbers will not diminish. At shortstop, I've got Hanley Ramirez, the big-time five-tool player out in Florida. Uh, the Marlins shortstop has been locked up long-term with a big contract and expect him to capitalize on it. Great power, great speed, um, with some good average hitting there, too. Uh, my outfield, I've got Ryan Braun from Milwaukee, Matt Holliday from St. Louis, and Andre Ethier from the Dodgers. Three fairly young outfielders. I expect big years from all of those guys. I expect Ethier and Braun to continue to improve, and Holiday to uh, possibly return to his Rockies form, although he did have a pretty good year with the Cardinals last year. For the Cy Young, I'm going to take Tim Lincecum out in San Francisco. Uh, Lincecum, to me, just has flat-out better stuff than the other pitchers in the NL. Um, if he can keep his control in order for the whole season, he ran some issues with that during points of last season. Uh, I think he might even run away with that over Cliffley and Roy Holiday in Philadelphia and Josh Johnson in Florida, most notably. Um, my MVP, I'm going to make a bit of a dark horse pick. I'm liking Ryan Braun to really burst out, uh, bust out of his shell this season. Um, Braun has had a has had many big statistical years, um, but I expect him to even do better than that. Maybe carry this Milwaukee team down the stretch, getting them into the postseason. Um, obviously, other candidates could certainly be the Albert Pujols' and uh, Troy Tulowitzki's of the world. On to some of these storylines that we'd like to emphasize here in both. Uh, the NL is mostly built around a combination of young players and old franchises. Um, the National League, known as the Senior Circuit, it's the older league, um, and as such has many of the older franchises. Um, the Dodgers, Cardinals, Giants, and Phillies, certainly all historic, and all seeing a lot of changes in their um, um, in their teams and in the entire structures of their franchises. The Dodgers seeing a managerial change. We'll see how they can react to that. There's a fair amount of youth with that team. Uh, hopefully we can see them grow and develop into a good team yet again. Uh, the Cardinals, possibly the most storied franchise in the NL, um, they are also seeing some change as Albert Pujols may actually be going if they can't sign him this season. Um, that would certainly be shocking. I'd expect Pujols to stay in St. Louis, um, so the Cardinals will remain contenders, hopefully. Uh, the Giants, certainly as historic as they come as far as uh, tenure in baseball, but as young as they come as a team. Uh, the Giants' big-time pitching staff, as previously mentioned, and the defending World Series champions, uh, we'll see what they can do uh, as and how much they have to rely on the young bat of Buster Posey. Posey may be one of the future Giants legends, same thing with Tim Lincecum, as we're seeing the growth of two very young players doing very well for a very old franchise. Um, and then over in Philadelphia, the Phillies, people are talking about them on a historic scale as well with their pitching rotation. Um, Roy Holiday and Cliff Lee at the top is certainly as good of a duo as we've seen since at least Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling with the 0-1 Diamondbacks. 
um, and maybe better than that even. They've got great pitching, and they've certainly got big-time hitting. That's what the Phillies have been known for in these past few years. And once again, an old-time franchise, uh, albeit one who had not seen as much success as some of these other older franchises. Um, As for some of these young guns in the NL, that's really what's going on lately in the National League. You have a lot of teams rebuilding around a lot of really good young players. Um, You have Jason Hayward certainly out in Atlanta, probably the most most, um, hyped up. Uh, player in the NL at the moment. He's a big-time outfielder, five-tool player. Expect great things out of the Jay Hay kid. Maybe not quite this year, but in years to come for sure. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jason Chesler, and our topic today on Speaking of Sports is our National League Season Preview. Uh, We're currently talking about storylines in the NL. Uh, We've covered some of the older franchises as well as my award picks. We're currently talking about the young guns in the league. Some of these younger players who expect who we expect to do big things both next season and in years to come. Uh, we are on the subject of Jason Hayward, possibly the most hyped player in the league. Uh, he is a five-tool player, great speed, great power. Um, draws a lot of comparisons uh, to guys like Willie Mays because of that combination. Um, and also, obviously, the nickname similarity, J. Hay Kid, a kind of a spin-off of Willie, Hayes, of Willie Mays' nickname of the Say Hay Kid. Both Washington Nationals have two of the biggest prospects, not just in baseball today, but possibly in baseball history. Um, The problem is that we may not see either of them in the major leagues this season. Uh, Bryce Harper, 17 years old, was a catcher, is probably being converted to an outfielder, is believed to be possibly the biggest power hitter in the history of baseball. Um, He got in the Scouting evaluations, he received a 40 out of 40 in both current power and potential power. Um, So he's just flat out believed to have the biggest power in all of baseball right now as a 17-year-old. And then Steven Strasburg, the starting pitcher, he will be out for this season with Tommy John surgery, but expect him to be back with a vengeance and a new elbow uh, with his filthy stuff. In Pittsburgh, we have Andrew McCutcheon, another big-time five-tool player, great speed from McCutcheon. Uh, We'll have to wonder, will he stay in Pittsburgh or will he be traded? Pittsburgh has seen a couple of big-time outfield prospects there, in most notably Jason Bay and Nate McLeod, both of whom have been traded for more prospects. Uh, Cincinnati may have the most interesting prospect in baseball, and that is the Cuban defector Adralis Chapman. Uh, Chapman, a left-handed starting pitcher who is able to throw 102 miles per hour, very likely the hardest thrower in baseball right now, and he does it not just as a starter, but as a lefty. Uh, Certainly something we haven't seen, possibly ever, from Chapman. Um, Same thing goes in L.A. Clayton Kershaw, another big-time starting rotation prospect. Uh, We'll see if he can truly flourish into a big-time ace. The same goes for another guy in his division, that's Matt Latos of of the Padres. Um, I personally think Latos is going to be better than Kershaw. I just flat out think he has better stuff and seems to have a better grasp of the mental aspect and control aspect of the game right now. Buster Posey in San Francisco had as much of an impact as any rookie last year. He won Rookie of the Year and was probably the main reason that Giants team was able to pick it up and go on that World Series run. Um, Before he was called up, the team was really lacking in the offensive department. Um, And his hitting and his management of the starting rotation seemed to be the real spark that carried them towards the finish line, getting them that World Series trophy. I expect Posey to grow both as a leader of that team and as a catcher and, of course, as a hitter. Um, Definitely expect big things out of Buster Posey, not just for years to come, but also just flat out in next year. 
Um, lastly, we have Starlin Castro of the Cubs, the uh, one of very few players to be born in the 1990s to be in the uh, major leagues. Uh, not that Bryce Harper is concerned. He's born in 1992. Castro is a, is a big-time shortstop who had a very good, very surprising rookie season after being called up last year. Most people didn't think Castro was really major league ready, but he seemed not only ready to play in the major leagues, but ready to star in it. So expect Castro to be a big-time representation at shortstop for the Cubs in years to come. Based on my predictions of teams' records, our first-round matchups are the Philadelphia Phillies with the one seed going up against the wild-card Colorado Rockies. Um, and then we have the San Francisco Giants taking on the central-winning Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, I'm not picking any massive upsets in Rockies over Phillies. I've got the Phillies winning this one pretty handedly, Phillies in four. Giants and Brewers should, however, be a much more interesting series. Uh, the Brewers with that new starting pitching and big hitting, but the Giants possibly still have the best starting pitching in baseball, despite what the Phillies have. I've still got the Giants in this one. Give me Giants in five. Uh, now onto the more interesting ALC NLCS rematch, the Phillies and the Giants. Uh, last year's series was certainly very good, the Giants edging out the Phillies in that one and going on to the World Series. A lot of people seem to believe that the Phillies have the advantage here in the starting rotation, and the Phillies certainly have the advantage in their lineup. Um, I believe that the Giants do go four deep better than the Phillies do. I'm going to take the Giants in seven in this one, um, simply because I think the Giants will be able to scratch out enough runs against the Phillies that the Phillies' better offense won't be a factor. I think the Giants' starting pitching is better in every slot except for that two slot where I do like Cliff Lee over Matt Cain. Um, I would take the Giants' other pitchers from one through four over the Phillies. Uh, so that leads to a World Series of the Giants taking on the New York Yankees. Uh, that would certainly be a great series, a gr um, great pitching on the Giants going up against great hitting of the Yankees. Um, in this one, I'm going to take the Giants in six, pitching... It has been known for beating hitting in baseball. Uh, the Giants will repeat as World Series champions. You heard it here first. Uh, Tim Lincecum, Matt Cain, Jonathan Sanchez. Too much to handle at the top of that Giants rotation. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Speaking of Sports. I'm Jason Chesler, and this is the Voice America Kids Network. Thanks again for listening to Speaking of Sports on the Voice America Kids channel. Make sure you come on back next week for another great show. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today.